everyone, and welcome to Life Hacks for Working Moms, the podcast that helps you overcome the overwhelm, embrace the chaos, and cultivate a life you love. My name is Megan Strand, and I am excited to be here with you today. There are a lot of things that I feel pretty confident about in my own life, but there is one thing where I complain complete amateur status, and that is fashion. Working from a home office, finds me often in jeans or workout pants, and on those occasions that I do need to make myself look a little bit more presentable, I have a couple of go-to outfits, but that's about where it ends. So today I am pulling in the fashion big guns, and I'm very excited to be joined by Elizabeth Smith, who is founder of Wardrobe Therapy. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, Megan. How are you? I am awesome. I'm excited to talk to you about this topic because, like I said, I just, I'm I'm a little bit in the dark here. You're not alone. You're not alone, which is why we founded Wardrobe Therapy um, in 2006. We, um, I heard that over and over with both women and men kind of saying, "What? how do I put this together? How can I make my outfit more polished? How do you know your shape? You know, really working through the basics and thus Wardrobe Therapy was founded. Uh, we are a fashion consulting firm located in Columbus, Ohio, but we can travel all over um, the country. And we work with individuals on defining what their shape and silhouette is and helping them to go through what they currently have, really work through the pieces that they own and identify if they're dated, if they're worn, um, and then help put shopping back into place for them, defining what they need, where we can go shopping for the client, we can go shopping with the client, or the client can do on their own if they if they wish. Oftentimes, they, they don't have the desire or the time. <laughs> yes. um, and then outfitting, putting it all together, helping you to get out of the Lululemon on a day-to-day basis, although we love, um, but you know, really putting on a waistband again and helping to put on a great blouse and a jacket or a scarf or you know, whatever it may be, whatever your lifestyle is, helping to create that outfit and then putting it into a book. Um, and, and very quickly, we're going to have an online resource that you'll be able to look up your lookbook, um, which is all of your pictures online of your outfits and have a moment that you can see what your everything that you have in your wardrobe. Oh my gosh. It's like idiot proof. That's totally what I need. <laughs> we love that. We love I that. love it. <laughs> well, talk a little bit about, you have a lovely list of classic pieces that every woman should own. So I want to run through that really quickly because I suspect I don't even have all of those classic pieces. And I'm, I'm, I'm imagining these classic pieces, you kind of build things around then, right? With your... Absolutely. We call these really your foundation pieces. Um, you know, it's not that it will, you know, give you a million outfits to have them, but they're all pieces we should currently own. So that way, if we do go shopping and we do find that more trendy, whimsical piece, it can be added in and it will have pieces to go back to. Um, the, the one that we really recommend is a great pair of dark denim. Um, it, this is dependent upon silhouette of the shape of a person. Um, but if you have a nice dark denim that doesn't have too much of a wash, it really can take you from day until night. And that could be a skinny, it could be a flared, it could be more of a classic um, cut. It's dependent upon your shape and your size. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what else? What the, else should we own? The, uh, you know, a, a great black dress, the little black dress. We all hear about it, right? The LBD, the one, um, how to find that little black dress. Um, we say it can be with sleeves. It could be sleeveless. The, really, the core of what you want is that you can take it from day until night. 
um, that you can make the little dress by adding a blazer and a scarf and you can take it to a luncheon or to a work meeting um, during the day. And then if you wanted to go into the evening, you could add pearls, put on a pretty wrap, add a classic pump, and you would feel very cocktail chic. So it needs to be versatile. We don't want it to be too formal that it would only go into the evening or too um, day-like that it would only be worn, you know, as a little cotton dress during the day. So it's really something that can be versatile. Yeah, that makes sense too. What else? Um, I know you've got a list. A a third piece (laughs) that we definitely recommend is a jacket and a skirt that work together. Um, You know, two separate. So much of our, our, you know, the business anymore really has moved into more of that business casual. So it doesn't always have to be suited. If you have a really great jacket and a great skirt that can go together but can also be worn alone, you know, without the other, that is always a, those are always key components to building your wardrobe. So it might be a little black pencil skirt and then having um, a black and white printed jacket. It could be um, a printed, you know, A-line skirt and having more of that black classic jacket. It's just something that you would want to be able to put together that you could make it go into business professional, but it can be worn alone so it can be more versatile again in your wardrobe. Um, while we're talking about that, a great blouse is another um foundation piece that should be in our wardrobe and that a blouse is really one that is more of a um, softer feminine top Um, it's usually of a a woven weave you know so that meaning it's not a knit you know it's something that's a little dressier that we can put underneath a blazer and add it to a classic pant or that we could put on with a great dark denim and a sport jacket for a lady and she could go you know, out to dinner with her spouse or her friends. So a great blouse is definitely something that we all need in our wardrobe now. And along with that, a woven, a button-down Oxford shirt. Um, You know, I think we see those many times in the wardrobe, and and we don't know how to wear them other than putting it on with a jacket and making that very business professional look. Um, But a woven really anymore is something we can pair with a great pair of denim. We see a lot of ladies doing them more in a tunic style with a legging and a riding boot, which Mm. is very classic, you know, for across the board um, for a variety of ages and shapes. Um, so, you know, a woven is still definitely a foundation piece in our wardrobe. I'll be honest. That is, that is one of the pieces that I've had the hardest time finding for myself. So people should know that I'm a petite size, which makes me in a totally different zip code as far as Mm -hmm. finding things that are fit me. So I think Mm -hmm. that's probably a little bit relevant, but, um, where do you recommend people find like a good classic white woven? Like what are your favorite stores to do that? You know, um, there's an all, um, and a non-wrinkle shirt that you can find at Nordstrom, you know, that is around $59, and it's amazing. Um, if you're looking at more of um, uh, everyday basic that you're wanting to spend a little bit less, more in that 39 29 to 39 Alfani makes a beautiful shirt from Macy's. And um, for our petite lady, those often work very nicely because they have bust parts which is very important when you're petite, is that you get a woven with shape. You can't just get a classic woven that doesn't have any kind of darting because it'll swallow you and ultimately <laughs> make you look boxy um, and bigger than what you are. And you're, you're not, you're little. So, you know, that's something that you have to be very aware of fit. Um, on the flip side, we often have women who are very rusty and they say, ah, I can never find a woven that I can actually get to button over my butt. Right. Um, and that, that can be tricky, too. And there we say you, you have to definitely 
by for the shoulder. So make sure the shoulders fit appropriately. And then if needed, we can always add um, a little hook and eye there. We could add a little bit of fashion tape if we need to to kind of close it shut. Um, but you don't want to have that puckering where it will pop. Um, and, and it can be difficult sometimes for a lady on that side to find, you know, a, a shirt that really works well to get over the bust. That's awesome. Um, I, th- I think what I'm going to do, you have a, so a couple of other classic pieces that everyone should own. I'm going to include those into the show notes with your permission. Um, but I okay. do want to move on a little bit to a different body shapes and how you can dress for those particular shapes because you've got some great tips here and I want to make sure that we can get through them. So the first okay. shape that you mentioned is an apple shape. So tell us what that is and if you happen to be an apple shape, what you should be wearing. Absolutely. So an apple shape, you carry, you tend to carry your weight in your midsection, you know, right across the middle. The waist is not as well defined as other shapes. Um, and oftentimes a woman is a little bit more busty if you have an apple shape. Um, the one thing you really want to do is avoid adding extra volume around your midsection. A lot of us think, oh, you know, since I'm, you know, not feeling as great about my middle, I'm going to put on a top that's even, you know, bigger so it will hide actually, you know, more of my, my area that I'm right. not loving. And the fact of the matter is that often only adds weight. Um, we're not concealing anymore. We're actually adding. So we, we really say um, you need to do more tailored, structured tops that are not too boxy. Um, you do want to keep it a little bit more fitted. Not that you want it to be skin tight to show where you're uncomfortable, but really to focus on um, the attributes that we, we want to show, which, you know, a lot of times our ladies who have more of an apple have really great legs. So how do we do that? Um, looking for v-neck tops to elongate the upper half and, and really create a long lean line, you know, through the, the bottom is something we recommend. Um, doing a fuller pant, uh, such as a flare or straight, to balance the upper body so that you don't mm. look like you have little chicken legs on the bottom <laughs> and then you look very top-heavy up top. You know, it can be a tricky, a tricky um online to kind of follow and to make sure that you don't do anything too shapeless. You know, if you have items that get, again, too full and too large because you feel like, oh, it's not showing my problem area, it actually begins to make you look bigger. Interesting. Um, Interesting. I could see how that would be the tendency with, with that shape. The other, yeah, the other thing too, I think that um, I just did a presentation last night and I was chatting with a woman who um, had more of an apple shape and she had on um, a really uh, fitted turtleneck and she said, you know, this probably isn't right, isn't it? After she kind of heard the presentation and I said, you know what, you're right. A turtleneck actually is not the greatest because again, it's only drawing your eye up top, you know, if our know. eye tends to lead at that turtleneck where if she had more of a scoop on, it would draw the eye in and then down, you know, kind of creating more of um, a long lean shape for her. So it's very important that necklines are, are thought of when, when you have this body type. Great. Okay. So that was the apple shape. And then uh-huh. maybe what we can do in show notes is put some examples because you've got some great like celebrity examples of each of these shapes. So maybe we'll put some pictures of, of examples of these shapes too. Um, and then, so what's the next one? Um, so an hourglass, um, it would be the one that you often hear about. You know, everybody knows the Dolly Parton or you, yeah. know, you think of, of that little waist and then your hips and your shoulders are proportional to each other. Now, um, to talk about and, that for just a minute because I had a question yeah. about that because you, when you and I were first talking, said 
It's all about your shoulder to hip ratio. So just explain that a little bit. Like, is it? Sure. If you are looking in the mirror at yourself and kind of getting an idea, what is my shape? Look at your shoulder and see, is your shoulder in alignment with your hip? Many times when we say, actually, it is. I'm I'm pretty proportional there. My shoulder and my hip are a direct line. If someone put a ruler there, they would line up. Is your waist then more indented? That would be an hourglass shape because your waist is smaller than your shoulder or your hip. And kind of the same walking all the way through as we kind of go through the the five different shapes. Um, It's always a good kind of um, tail because if your shoulder is uh, larger than your hip, then you have more of that inverted triangle um, because you're a little broader up top and more narrow through the hip. You know, it's kind of a good telltale. I always have ladies stand up and kind of do it with each other. You know, do it with Mm. a friend and say, you know, when looking at you, actually, you do have a defined waist and you do have more of a shoulder and a hip. You are more of an hourglass. Um, So that defined waist really is what you're looking for there. Got it. and the tip that you really, you know, if you have this body type, if you're you're lucky to have this shape, you want to make sure that you, the weight is your focal point, that you're putting on um, a, a little sheath dress, you know, one that has more of that fitted, fitted approach so that you can see your curves and see, you know, what what you were, were given as your, your body shape. Um, the other thing is belts are always a really great, um, accessory to add because you can kind of throw them on with a little dress to give your to show your waistline or you can add them with a pair of high-waisted pants so again you can show your your little waistline and kind of keep the focal point there you want to make sure too that you emphasize your curves by highlight highlighting your chest or your tush <laughs> because really that is you know that's kind of what the hourglass is all about that's right. the shape it's more of right. that curvy sexy appeal um, most skirts really work for this body shape, especially if your top is if your top is tucked in um, and a belt is added, just because you have a little bit more of that curve. And so there's not anything we would stay away from too much, other than you don't want to do an empire waistline. That really is a style to avoid if you have an hourglass body type, um, and that's only because your the waistline is hitting right beneath the bust. And then kind of drawing away from your waist. The fullness goes at your waistband, and we're really hiding the shape that you have. Um, so we say stay away from that. The other thing is too much frill or volume on top. If you do have, if you are curvy and you do have a larger bust, be careful that you're not adding too much volume there um, to really, again, draw the attention at an area that you're not trying to. You're trying to draw it more at your waist. Right. No, that um, makes sense. The other thing is, you know, anything that is too um, loose, if you do more of an A-line, doesn't usually work well with an hourglass, only because, again, we're kind of swallowing the shape there, and usually it it tends to add more weight. It takes away from the body shape that you currently have. Yeah, no, that absolutely makes sense. Okay, what's the next, what's the next body type? Um, a rectangle body type, um, we often hear this as like a boyish figure. I feel like you're seeing that a lot in stores, you know, a boy fit or you're seeing a straight fit, you know, that often is kind of into that rectangle body type. This is someone who has a little bit more of an athletic shape. Um, their bust and their hips are the same width, but then they don't have a waist. So that's okay. what makes it a little bit more different from the hourglass. They're just straight up and down, you know, you, you often see this in swimmers. Um, 
you see it, um, if you can, a good example of a celebrity would be Cameron Diaz. She's very up and down, you know, very boyish um, in her shape. Has a, a great tone. A lot of models are very lanky and kind of carry, carry the shape. So what you want to do is create a waist. Again, the hourglass is kind of that, that shape we all, you know, kind of work towards creating, even if we don't have, you know, kind of tricking the eye that we, we can create that shape. So you want to add a, um, a belt to your waist to add volume to the upper and lower half. Um, the other thing is you want to really um, utilize pattern tops or bottoms to create more of a curve, you know, because you're not curvy. So you really want to kind of trick the eye that you do have a little bit of curve. Um, a lower neckline will help do that to elongate the upper body. Um, wider pants and skirts will give the illusion of hips, you know, kind of creating, you know, like a great um, trouser pants, a full leg trouser pant that you often see coming in here now in the spring, as we're hoping it will be around the corner any, any day now, um, you know, would be a great piece to kind of add into your wardrobe. Um, and then on the flip side where we said with hourglass to be careful of, you, you do want to add a ruffle or something to the bust area to add volume. You know, you're okay to do a little bit more of um, an open front ruffled top or adding, you know, um, more of a thicker cardigan or sweater because it's something where we're trying to give a little bit of volume there. Right. No, that makes sense. Well, and are there mm-hmm. any, are there any body, I know you have two more left, but are there any body yeah. types that don't look good with a, you keep saying like a, a, a V, a V neck or a scoop neck. Are there body types that don't look good? Like with, with that, like look better with more of a squared, I guess it's a crew neck, right? Like what's see this? I'm showing my ignorance here. Yeah. A triangle, you know, that's the next one, the triangle body type. So a triangle or a pear shape, um, it's often, it means if you think about a pear, right, a pear is more narrow up top and then it has, it's fuller in the bottom. Um, it's, the same with our body. The shoulders are a little bit more narrow and our hips are more full, so they're not in alignment. And oftentimes, we want to create width up top. You know, we want to balance the hips so it doesn't um, draw the attention, our eye, directly to, you know, our most um, um, focal point on our shape. And so there we would say, you know, a boat neck, um, um, a top that can kind of have a little bit more of a cow neck something that can give a stronger presence to the shoulder to balance the shoulders with the hips. You know, a triangle or a pear shape definitely can use structure when it comes up top to give their, their um, upper half, you know, a little bit more of a balance to their bottom proportions. That makes sense. What if you have, um, because I was looking at these and I'm like, I have no idea what my shape is because I would, (laughs) you know, I have, I'm bigger in the hip and butt area, but I don't like my, I'm not narrow on the top. I definitely have, you know, and I'm, and I'm petite. So I don't know what I am. I'm like the, uh, I'm the, I'm break the mold. (laughs) Megan, you're not, you don't worry. Oh, you know what we always say to do, get out of here, get a measuring tape out, run, um, do three different measurements, do a bust measurement. A bust measurement is right around your, um, outer portion of your body with, you know, wearing just your, your bra or even a fitted tank top and get a measurement right over the middle of your bust. Um, so right across your nipple. Um, and write that, that measurement down. Then go do your waist measurement, and that would be right through your belly button. So right on the, the middle of your belly button, grab that measurement, and then go to the fullest part of your hip. 
Um, so again, measure, you take the measuring and go right around that fullest part, portion of your hip. And those three um, um, measurements that you receive will kind of show you right away. If your bust and your hip are similar in measurement and your waist is smaller, you know, then you can kind of say, oh, I fall into an hourglass. If your bust um, is smaller and your hips are, you know, quite a bit larger, um, but your waist is small, you might say, oh, my gosh, I am definitely more of a pear shape. I'm not complete. I don't fall completely into that, but I have more of that, that shape. Um, or if you find that you're across the board pretty much the same, your bust to your waist to your hips, you know, you'll find, okay, I'm a rectangle. And it's a, a quick and easy exercise that you can do with a girlfriend or, you know, have your husband do for you or you can do for yourself. The only thing I say when you're doing it for yourself, when you tend to look down, you didn't do tend to drop your your um, shoulder and it kind of flexes you a little bit more than you normally are. So, hey, mm. if you can save an inch here or there, let's do it. <laughs> you know, make sure you have a girlfriend do it for you. That makes sense. Okay, what's the last body type? Thank you for that tip because that's really, really helpful. Yeah, um, an inverted triangle. So this is more of that, you know, you have a little bit more um, depth through your shoulder and your hips are more narrow. So um, this, this is, again, it's more of an athletic looking shape. Um, oftentimes an inverted triangle and a rectangle kind of begin to fall in the same category, mm. it, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um you may have a larger chest, but not necessarily, you know, again, it's sort of one of those things that you just, you know, your, your shoulders definitely have more volume than your hips. So some styles that you want to look for are a wide leg flared pant to balance your, your broad shoulders, um, full skirts, uh, like an A-line or circle skirt will also balance a wider top. Um, which can be really nice. And we're seeing a lot of full skirts and more of our boutiques right now. You know, we're seeing it more at the designer level, which, you know, it's really wonderful. And a way to do that is with a great structured top, a woven or even a fitted knit T-shirt would be great for that. Um, belted tunics or sweaters or coats that flare at the lower body. You know, we I feel like we all probably now own an oversized um, long cardigan because mm-hmm. we've seen them, you know, through um, the stores over and over again for the last three or four seasons. So, you know, belting those tunics and really giving a little bit more flair at the lower body can can definitely help there. Um, and halter tops to make the shoulders look narrow. You know, if you're moving into spring and summer again, you know, looking for those halter tops, they don't they kind of draw the eye again in and down versus out to your shoulder. Um, and the one thing here that you really want to stay away from would be more of that boat neck. Um, mm, because okay. again, that will just make you appear more broad. Your right. eye will go directly to, um, your shoulders and we don't want to do that. We want to trick the eye and make the shoulders appear smaller. Um, shoulder pads too, you know, in the last couple of seasons, we, we've seen more of that structured shoulder, especially at more of a designer level. Um, and that would be something we would say, stay away from altogether. Excellent. That is so, so useful. So I, I do want to, I want to end because we have a couple of more minutes to, and just talk about your most immediate tips for somebody like me or somebody who is, you know, working part-time or maybe staying at home full-time. Not that there's that many people listening to the podcast that do that, but you never know. Um, how do we get out of the Lululemon phase? How do we get out of the athletic wear when we're kicking around? Like maybe we don't want to look like we got 
dolled up to the nines to go pick up your child at school. But you do want to make sure you're you're looking presentable and not kind of getting into that frumpy mode, which I think can really have a psychological effect too. I mean, that's the number one reason I don't actually work in pajamas, which everyone says you should when you work at home. I never do that because I feel like I'm not being professional. So what's right. what do you tell people? Like what are some uh, gateway steps to looking, you know, a little bit more pulled together without the athletic pants? You know, the, the one thing we always really encourage, the first piece is getting, again, that pair of denim, putting back a pair, putting a pair of denim back on, whether it be a dark denim, a black denim, um, you know, more of a, a higher waisted or, you know, for some shapes, we need to go lower waisted. The, the denim piece and putting on a waistband really um, helps you get out of that movement of, I'm just going to go back to my yoga pant or I'm just going to put on a leggy. And not that we don't love leggings, who doesn't? Um, but, you know, it's something to, it's that first step at making you feel polished. When you put on a pair of denim and you even throw on just a great sweater that's cozy and you add a riding boot or you add a really polished ballet flat, you feel better. Right, you feel a little bit more done, if I, if you will. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, the the big thing is shoes. After that, we say denim. Then we say shoes. You know, if you're um, a stay-at-home mom or if you're a working mom from um, home, you know, adding in a riding boot, a ballet flat, a really great loafer, something that can finish your outfit that again takes you out of more of that. Um, tennis shoe that takes right. you out of a flip flop <laughs> that takes you out of a you know that really casual shoe you know we always say if you have a great jacket and a great pair of shoes nobody knows what you have underneath and it makes you feel like a million bucks right I mean we say that and so if we have those pieces um, in our wardrobe it's the first foundation point to kind of keep get us started at feeling better all around um, and a scarf you know I know we didn't get to that for you know the, the pieces that we should have in our wardrobe, but a really great wrap or a scarf, you know, that can kind of, you could be wearing a t-shirt, but if you put on a scarf and you throw on a pair of jeans and you put on your riding boot or a ballet flat and a little jacket and run out the door, you at least look like you tried and you look more presentable. You feel better. You feel better about yourself when you dress good. Um, even if it's casual, dressing good doesn't mean you have to be dressed to the nines um, in a suit or running out in a cocktail dress every day. Right. It means, you know, just feeling polished and really thinking about our shape and taking the time as women to say, hey, we're worth it. You know, we're, we're giving to so many other things in our lives, um, jobs, children, husbands, you know, families. And we don't often take the time to think to ourselves, what is my shape? What is my style? What should I be wearing? And it's so important to really take those moments. And, and we see it all the time, women who say, oh, my gosh, I never in my wildest dreams felt like I, I would feel this good even wearing a pair of dark denim and a great blazer. I just, it feels, my husband is looking at me again. I feel better about myself again. And I really, I want to take the effort to really take that extra step in, in thinking about my outfit each day. I love it. Absolutely perfect way to wrap up this episode, Elizabeth. Thank you so, so much. If people want to find out more about you and wardrobe therapy, how would they do that? We have a wonderful online presence. We have a website, wardrobetherapyllc.com. 
Um, we're also on Instagram under Wardrobe Therapy and Facebook under Wardrobe Therapy LLC. Um, so we would love Twitter, we, Wardrobe Therapy, so we would love for, for everyone to join us in the conversation there. That's happening daily. Excellent. That is perfect. And we'll be sure to include those in the show notes as well. And of course, you can find Life Hacks for Working Moms at LH, the number four, WM.com, as well as iTunes. We do recommend you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you like this episode, please let me know on Twitter. I'm at Megan Strand, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Life Hacks for Working Moms.